You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. It is indeed sad. Um, you know, it's more than 12 years that that uh, was project was integrated. In that community, um, but it had achieved its objectives, you know, which evolved uh, over time. But basically, which was to take in 2011, you know, everything that we know you can do to prevent HIV, um, and by scaling up testing very dramatically, um, and getting as many people on ARVs. As possible and getting their viral load undetectable, you know there was the hope at that time that you could basically, um, you know, eliminate HIV. Yeah, undetectable equals untransmissible was the slogan at the time. Um, and then in time, that took the form. The objective took the form of achieving the UNAIDS 1990-90 targets, where you would try to get nine out of ten people. Uh, who have HIV, knowing their status, nine out of ten who know their status on ARVs, and nine out of ten who are on ARVs get their viral loads undetectable, and they achieve that in 2019, and 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 hence the decision now to close. So, as you said, uh, you know the objective uh, may have evolved over the years, but what were some of the main challenges? Would you say, Sean, that the organisation faced? It was an interesting uh, set of challenges in that particular uh, social context because, you know, if you remember those early years of HIV in South Africa, the, a lot of the challenges came from above, from the denialist uh, you know, sort of um, attitudes of the government and also the donors, uh, the big donor nations like the U.S. Uh, you know, there there was this belief that, you know, if you That Africans couldn't um, responsibly handle ARVs and and make the times for their appointments. This kind of racist uh, views, and by the time Ishawi was being considered, all of that was in the rearview mirror. South Africa had the biggest ARV program in the world, uh, was striding ahead, and um, and and so you know. Then the the issue in a rural context was very much traditional, and the stigma was still very very high. Uh, and the main the thing to grapple with, there were all these responses. We knew people to access activities was the response uh, was the challenge. Uh, we are just uh, losing that signal there, so uh, let's just uh, pray that it holds. I'm just going to ask a few more questions, Sean, if you will. Uh, the local communities, uh, how did they respond to the news that the projects would end? I think there's been some some sadness, um, but you know, it's the handover was a very sincere one. Uh, I think uh, you know the the district health department. Has really stepped up and taken ownership of all the activities. So the activities continue, and I think that was the concern of communities: was that you know that the withdrawal of an organisation would mean 
loss of um, activities, you know, uh, access to services that they've come to appreciate. But that's that's not going to be the case. So I think it's more a, a case of the sadness of saying goodbye to old friends. And indeed, I can only imagine because uh, they would have uh, perhaps become reliant on the sort of support uh, that your organization offered with regard to HIV and TB initiatives. But as uh, Doctors Without Borders, what are some of the most valuable lessons would you say, Sean, that you've learned from this particular project? And how might these lessons influence future HIV and TB initiatives? I think the main finding is is not necessarily a new one it's that if you if you want to work you need the community on your side you need uh, the community to feel ownership of the services that they are being offered and so you need to invest in relationships across the board from traditional healers uh, through to the political managers of an area from the headmasters to the LO teachers you need to invest in those relationships and you can't do it once off. It's repeated engagements over time that achieves the, that kind of vitality in the relationship. So that's, that's been a big one. Um, because when you have that community ownership, you can really, you can really reduce illness and save lives. Well, Sean, we thank you for the great job uh, that you guys did out there. Thank you so much and wish you well. Uh, Sean Christie is advocacy manager for Doctors Without Borders. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.